1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
2: Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's swing-for-the-fences free-to-play game. subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
3: Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted. I'm Tom Holland. Let's talk about personal trainers. Yes, this is a topic I have just a little bit of experience with, have spent or spent many years in the industry working as a personal trainer, many, many, many years, many different gyms, hundreds and hundreds of clients, thousands if you count the camps I taught and Working one-on-one as a personal trainer, group fitness instructor. So today, this show is the truth about personal training. Because this is Fitness Disrupted, and what I do here is give you the truth. Give you the truth so you have the information you need to make the best decisions as to your health. So, oh my gosh, do I love this topic. There's so much to talk about. Uh, Let me start way back at the beginning, just give you a little bit of history. One of my first, if not my first true real fitness job was working as a trainer who managed a Nautilus facility. So one of these Nautilus gyms where it was just Nautilus equipment, the, the unique machines that were totally uh, the Nautilus brand back in the day. Really, really cool. And it's where I actually got my two-second, four-second formula for for exercise. So learned so much back then, and that was back in college. So back in college uh, for a summer job, I was just running all by myself, which was really kind of cool, this facility, and it really got me excited for fitness. I had already been uh, working out and a huge fitness person before then, but this was my first paid job where I was taught Uh, different principles and manage this facility. So it was really, really cool. And talk about coming full circle. Now I am Nautilus's chief fitness advisor, the entire company. So how cool is that? And in between all of those years, decades, I worked as a personal trainer for many years many years, worked my butt off. All right. Mostly in New York City, at all the top gyms. I used to start at 5 a.m. And oftentimes I did not leave that gym until 10 o'clock at night. So do the math. That is a long day. 17-hour days quite often. Now, in between, I would be working out and things like that. But One of the gyms was underground, and I literally would get there before the sun came up and oftentimes would not leave that facility that didn't have windows uh, in the ground or, you know, underground till the sun was gone. So worked with so many different clients, worked with so many different trainers, worked at so many different facilities, and I'm here to tell you all about it. Let me fast forward, because this is kind of... Interesting to uh, something that happened just just about a year ago. One of my new revenue streams as uh, the founder and CEO of my company, Team Holland, is being a fitness expert in lawsuits. Talk about crazy, right? And one of the, actually the uh, most common uh, issue I deal with in these lawsuits, and I've done a bunch, are issues involving personal trainers and gyms, personal trainers people getting hurt. All right. So there is a case I worked on where a person got seriously hurt while working with this trainer. Let me be very very careful how I word things. Uh, This person got very injured, was injured working with this trainer. And the trainer was being sued. And as part of the process of me being a fitness expert in these cases, I get to post. So I get to go into a, uh, you know, lawyer's uh, offices. I sit down. The, the, the lawyer I'm working for and the lawyers who are posing me or, or I am against uh, question me. And really quickly, one of the questions that came up, this trainer was not certified. And that was one of the issues I had and and one of the issues. So I was working for uh, the side of the person who had been injured. And the question arose from two lawyers that were deposing me. Sometimes it's one. This time it was two. And the lawyer said, well, uh, do you have to be certified to work as a personal trainer? Is there a law? Is there a federal law, state law that says you need to be certified to work as a personal trainer? And my answer was no. There isn't. So that is... One of the top topics of this show, the myth that the trainer that you are working with or the trainers at the gym you go to are certified. Don't have to be. So my response to the lawyer was, no, as, as I said, no, you don't have to be. And and the lawyer actually said, then why would you? Why would you get certified? And my answer was, so you don't end up here. <laughs> I mean, really? That was the question. Why wouldn't you or why would you get certified? Yeah, so you have some knowledge because this is a really important job and made me a little crazy. And and I so love working on those cases, by the way, because these lawyers don't know what they don't know. I'll do a whole show on that as well. But this is a really important thing for you to know, those of you who are thinking of working uh, with a personal trainer uh, or are currently, personal trainers do not need to be certified, period, end of story, full stop. And that's nuts when you think about it. The industry, the business of not only getting people healthy, but oftentimes you're working with people with serious issues, cardiovascular, uh, muscular issues, rehabilitating injuries. It is a really important, and a really difficult job. So, oh my gosh, how crazy that you don't need to be certified. You literally need no experience or education to be a personal trainer. That's crazy, but that's the truth, okay? So there you have it. And to have gone from being a personal trainer for so many years to actually working on these lawsuits now and uh, all that came in between. And it's just amazing. And I feel so fortunate. Granted, I worked my butt off to get to this point, but to be able to work on these cases— and, and help out the people that need to be helped out. Now, don't think I'm bashing the industry because I'm not. I love the industry. I worked in the industry for a really long time. But what I will talk about uh, in the show is what needs to be done in the industry, what it is, what it isn't. And you just need to be aware because there's so much misinformation. That is literally what this podcast is all about. It's giving you information from someone who has done it, lived it, and now working on the lawsuits around it. So, really important to know. Now, you will have some gyms that will tell you, well, we certify our trainers. And truthfully, awesome. And, and, and some gym chains have certification programs that they do themselves. And listen, anything is better than nothing, obviously. Uh, and some of them are, are pretty good. But you need to know, if you're going to work with someone, what their qualifications are. This is your health. And listen, when you get injured, when, when you tweak something, pull something uh, at the very least, or, or God forbid something even, even worse than that, quite often that body part is no longer the same. So in other words, you really want to avoid getting injured. And one of the top things that trainers should focus on is do no harm, right? The old do no harm. My job when I was a personal trainer was to get people the greatest results in the shortest amount of time Here's the really important part, though, the third part, much more important than the first two, with the least likelihood of injury. All right. And that third part is pretty much non-existent for most trainers out there. They don't even oftentimes know that what they're doing is, is really dangerous or inappropriate for that person at that time. And that's, in my opinion, nuts. All right. It's your health, it's your wellness, it's it's how you move, it's your heart. These are really important things, and the person you work with should be qualified, all right? And so when we come back from the break, I'm going to talk about that. What do you look for? How do you know? What are these certifications? What do these certifications entail? We're in a totally new world with the internet. When I started, that's how long ago it was. Internet was not around. Uh, So when we come back for the break, I'm going to talk about that certification process. Uh, So if and when you are deciding to use a personal trainer, you will know what to look for. All right. So we will be back right after
2: this short break. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
0: If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code.
1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.
3: And we are back talking all about the truth about personal trainers, a topic that is near and dear to my heart. I loved doing it. It was challenging as heck. It was tiring. You know, you could do five, six, eight, ten, twelve clients a day or more. Really tiring. And, and, and here's one thing before I get into the certification process. It is a really hard business to make a living at. really hard for the long term, especially. Short term, sure, you can get hired, you can make some money uh, but it's it's the rare person who makes a career out of it because there's only so many hours in a day and, and you, you charge x, you, you you multiply that by the number of clients. And unless you do what I did and say, I need eight, 10 other revenue streams because I'm going to make a career out of this and I want to be the best at it," it, it is a hard business. And one of the reasons it's really hard is people cancel all the time. And if people cancel, you don't get paid. So think about that. Think about a job where it is dependent upon someone keeping their fitness obligations, keeping those appointments. And yes, there are some gyms, most that say there's a 24-hour cancellation policy, it is so rarely enforced because clients get really angry. Oh, but you know, I had a last minute thing with my kids. Now, God forbid that client had uh, something similar done to them oftentimes, but yeah, people cancel all the time. And then let me just talk really quickly about how flawed personal training is as a business model. And this comes from someone who, as I've said before, I always said I would never own a gym, and I did for a very short amount of time, and I'm very glad I did because it, reaffirmed. And I, I learned a lot. Uh, one main thing is I knew that I didn't want to own a gym because uh generally that's to make money, not to get people healthy. But the business of personal training at a gym is 100% flawed at its core. And the analogy I give is that it's literally like a brothel. And I could go into greater detail, but suffice it to say, think about it. You know, I, I wrote in one of my books, you know, you, you literally roam the floors of the brothel trying to pick up clients, right? Sc- scantily dressed men and women trying to pick up clients. And when and if you do, you get a very small cut of the take. Most goes to the house. And that is so flawed at the very core of it. Because what happens inevitably, and I watched this at the gyms that I worked at many years ago. And then dealt with it as, as an owner. Uh, client uh, uh, trainer steal. <laughs> so simple math, let's say it's 100 dollars an hour, which it is at, at many of the uh, metropolitan gyms, or more, uh, 100 dollars an hour. the gym may get 60, 70 dollars. It's changing a little bit, but the cut is generally not on the, the trainer's side, and the trainer gets 20 to 30 dollars, let's say. So what inevitably happens? Two things inevitably happen. The trainer either steals directly from the gym and says to the client, listen, pay me in cash. Uh, And they either tell them that or not, that they're, that they're stealing from the gym. Uh, I've seen both sides many times and pocket all the money and hope that the gym doesn't notice. Or they say to the client, hey, listen, you're paying a hundred dollars a session. Pay me 60, pay me 60 cash. And again, they may say to the client, the gym, you know, tell the truth or not, but now the trainer makes $30, $40 more an hour, and the client saves $40 a session. And the final thing that often happens is they just take it somewhere else. Trainer goes to the client's house and pockets that 100 So it's tough to say, but it is the truth. If you see a trainer who's at a gym for a really long time and they want to make a career of it, there's, that's generally the sign that something's wrong. And I hate to say that because it's like the teaching business. There are some teachers who are phenomenal, who teach underneath, you know, they just love teaching kids. They could be teaching at university level or college, but they just love it. So there are those people, don't get me wrong. But by and large, if you see trainers at a gym for a really, really, really long time, as someone who's in the industry, something's up. Something's up. Not always, but oftentimes. And and the question is, what is up? And I will leave it at that. But again, it is One of the most important industries in the world, when you think about what we are dealing with as personal trainers, helping people live longer, fix injuries, rehabilitate issues, and to have that industry essentially unregulated. You know, if I can be in a lawsuit where the person, the the lawyer asks me and kind of makes fun of the, why would you get certified? And you know what? It costs money. I started out as a personal trainer. And the difference between me and most of the people I worked with was even when I was just starting out and getting my certifications, I knew what I didn't know. And I wasn't following the fads, and I wasn't putting clients through crazy workouts, and I was always learning. And then I put it all – well, I didn't put it on – I was going to say I put it on on, uh, on hold to go get my master's degree, but I, I worked right through that. I don't know why I had that slip. I was working full-time as a personal trainer. I was getting my master's degree, and I was still competing. I did Ironman Malaysia uh, when I started the master's program in exercise science and sports psychology. But I knew I wanted to have more information, more education than just about everyone in the business. What an easy way to separate myself in an industry that wasn't regulated. And I wanted people to know that when they worked with me, when they heard what I had to say, that it came from education and experience and passion and walking the walk, all those things, you know, back in the mid to late nineties, when I said, I'm going to make this my career, that's exactly what I thought of. I'm going to get as much education. I spent so much money and money. I didn't have, I was not making a lot of money at all. Could barely scrape by, but I loved it. I knew it was my future and I spent money where it should be spent. I I, uh, talk about, you know, I had to finance my first bicycle to do an Ironman. I had, you know, it was credit cards, but I loved it. I was investing in my future. All right. So certifications. Now there are a few top ones. Back in the day, as I was talking about, there wasn't the internet. So you couldn't go online and get your certification online, which you can today. And many certifications are just that. Pay the money, take an online test where... Hey, (laughs) have the book open and Google whatever you want to do, and you got your certification. The ones I got back in the day, you actually had to go generally to a hotel for an entire weekend, and you took tests. You were trained by uh, different people in how to do the exercises, and then there were practicals. Most of that is is not there today. It's online tests. Now, listen, there's great value in just studying that book and uh, taking the test and learning all those different things. I I never stop learning. My favorite gifts every Christmas from my wife are three new textbooks. She gets me three new textbooks every year. And it's generally a sports psychology one, a physiology one, and uh, a nutrition. I never stop reading. I never stop learning. So there are top certifications out there. not going to name them right now because they want to, uh, you know, uh, be sponsors of the show. (laughs) But they're out there. You can Google it. Uh, There are better certifications. There's basically three or four of the top ones. I got all of those back in the day. All right? Because I wanted, and, and one, several of them are more cardiovascularly based. Some are more strength-based. There are nutrition ones. But just know, so it, know what your your trainer has. So let's get right to that point. If, you, if you're going to work with a trainer, one of the top questions you ask right off the bat, do you have certifications? And And if so, what are they? And generally people Ask to see them too because anyone can tell you they have them. And now you can uh, Google online or you can go to that certification's website and oftentimes you can search to make sure they have them. They can also show you a a certificate. That's a really important thing. So certifications for the training. Now, there are trainers that have bachelors and masters and PhDs. Uh, Very few PhDs are working as trainers. Um, But yes, so undergraduate degrees in kinesiology, physical therapy, uh, anatomy, physio, all that kind of stuff, that's important, right? So what knowledge, what education does your trainer have? Super important. And then another thing, do they walk the walk? Do they live the lifestyle, again, a a totally separate topic. Does your trainer have to be fit? Doesn't have to be. I think it's super important. That's why that was a huge part. I said, I'm going to walk the walk. I'm going to do these races. I'm going to live and be the embodiment of what I'm selling because that's really important to me. Does that mean your trainer doesn't have the knowledge? No. And, And quite often in this business, it's the unfit trainer who's got the most knowledge and the fit trainer who's got the great genetics, but very little knowledge. All right. And and the best person, in my opinion, that that I set out to become was the fittest with the most knowledge, with the most information. That to me makes complete sense. Why are you settling? It's your body. Why are you settling for someone who has not put that into effect? What they're trying to sell you, they haven't necessarily done. Again, the topic for another day. We will definitely do it. Before I start a rant, I think we need to take a break. So one final break. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted, and I will be right back.
2: free-to-play game there's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sports books bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly must be 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park
1: Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com.
3: And yes, we are talking all about the truth about personal trainers. Let me say this too. Personal trainers are, this is going to sound crazy to you, but that's what this show's about, is the truth and, and, you know, disrupting. Personal trainers are really not in the weight loss industry. This is where it went completely awry. Okay, personal trainers get you strong. Personal trainers can rehabilitate injuries. It's prehab versus rehab. It's personal trainers are going to get you as strong as possible, fix your weak links, work on your imbalances so that you can stay injury-free, so that you can enjoy your activities of daily living as much as possible. And if you come to them with an issue, maybe you did, you know, injure yourself playing sports, doing something, then they can help you with that. That Is even more complicated, right? You need a trainer who ideally knows how to uh, basically uh, apply physical therapy principles. But those are the two reasons. Okay. And it's really simple. If you came to me as a client, seven days a week, seven sessions for an hour, it is what you do outside that session that really dictates whether or not you lose weight. Okay. If we just do cardio, if we just do cardio for an hour straight and I push you and that's it, just cardio. And and how many trainers actually do that with a client? I used to, I used to run with clients when I moved up to Connecticut, I used to run with clients from 5 a.m. till 10 a.m., 11 a.m. That's topic for another show. But yes, you are going to lift weights. You're going to do other things. You're going to burn some calories. Of course you are. But a pound is 3,500 calories. Most people go to a trainer two to three times a week. If you're lucky, right? Three times generally, for most people. I don't care, though, if you go seven times a week. Weight loss is going to be slow at best because you're going to burn several hundred calories at best, most likely, working with your trainer. So what does a trainer do? Ideally, when it comes to weight loss, they influence what you do outside the gym, the food choices you make and the activity level you continue, the workouts you do outside the gym. But first and foremost, It's about what you eat. That's weight loss. So you go to a trainer to get strong, to add life to your years, to strengthen your heart, to strengthen your muscles, and all of the myriad other benefits of exercise, strength, training, cardio. But you do not judge your exercise program and you do not judge your trainer by whether or not you lose weight with them. This is what's so flawed also about those unnamed shows on TV that go to weight loss. You don't judge the value of your program based on the numbers on a scale. That's for you nutritionists. That's for what you eat. All right? That is so important. It is earth shattering in this world of personal training. That's why you go to a trainer. All right? You go to get motivated. You go to learn proper form. If you're going to exercise outside the gym, right? You go to fix those weak links, as I said but it's not about weight loss. It's not about weight loss, but they're great. Don't think that I'm not telling you to go to a personal trainer. Oh my gosh. When you find a, a, someone you click with and you find someone who has knowledge and you find someone who motivates you to make those changes. As I just said, outside the gym, that's what you're looking for. Uh, I should also say that one of the most important things, if you're in a gym and you're thinking of, of using a personal trainer, watch them in action, please watch them in action. It never ceases to amaze me. Yes, I still go to the gym when my kids are are playing their sports. That's how I'm maximizing my time. And I also want to see what's going on. You know, the future of fitness is working out at home for the majority of it, for most people, but I go and it never ceases to amaze me when I watch the trainers and the horrific body language, the horrific uh, way they do not pay attention to their clients watch your trainer. So if you're like, you know, I'm thinking of, of using this woman or, or this gentleman as my trainer, watch them in action. Are they paying attention? What do they do? Do they do the same workout with all their clients? That's a problem. Okay. Yes. Everyone has their style. Everyone has their philosophy, but they should not be doing the exact same workout for every client that makes no sense. So watch them in action. Really important. And I knew I loved, you know, as, as crazy and, and stressful with money and things that were going on in my life back when I was a trainer, it was a really tough time in my life. I loved what I did. And, and I knew that people were watching and I took pride in what I did. And you don't see a lot of that today. And again, we have the ability to literally change people's lives for the better as trainers. And when I see someone not paying attention, when they have their hands in their pockets, when they're just dialing it in, drives me crazy. It's too important a business. And, you know, I, I worked with so many clients over the years who had been turned off. And thank goodness they didn't give up. But they had really bad trainers over the years. Boot camp style people who screamed at them, you know, who who made fun of them. And that's not okay in my world. All right. Everyone's motivated differently. Sure, there's some people that like to be yelled at. Most don't. <laughs> in my experience, there's some crazy trainers out there too. As we get near the uh, end of the show, let me leave you with with uh, at least a couple stories. Here's one: went to work with a client. So generally, what you do is you work in gyms as a trainer, right? You get hired, then you ideally, especially in the bigger cities, you go off on your own, which is scary because you leave. The gym where they are feeding you clients and taking a lot of money to going to a gym where you have to bring all your clients. You have to keep more money, but you got to get the clients and you got to keep the clients. So that's scary. And then you either continue to do that and or you start to work out of people's homes and houses and apartment buildings and that's uh, and outside as well. So back when I was up in Connecticut, finishing up my, my last couple of years as a personal trainer, I ended up working with, uh, you know, affluent clientele for the most part. It's just the area. And one was literally paying. So it was a husband and wife who were both working out with a trainer, separate times, not at the same time. And they were paying, yes, this is true, $400 an hour, each of them. Now, listen, I got paid really well as a personal trainer in my final years. And and uh, this was nuts. And <laughs> I should say that because... The guy, bless his heart, who was training them, so $800, Two day, he's done for the day, right? Unless he, <laughs> he wanted to make a crazy amount. I'm sure he did continue some days, but uh, no credentials really. But he marketed himself as the trainer to the elite, the trainer to the wealthy. So my point in bringing up that story is several, but <laughs> entertainment, but just because the trainer charges a lot of money does not mean that they are good Oftentimes, it's inversely proportional the caliber of the trainer to what they charge. There's some trainers, as I said, who will stay in the gym for a real. I know some. So again, I'm not painting them all with a a really broad brush. Actually, I am. Uh, <laughs> what I should say is uh, there are the unique few, like great teachers, as I said earlier who stay, love what they do and don't need to make a crazy amount of money and don't need to leave. They just love it. And they'll stay in the same place. So there are those people and you know, them, you will see them and, and you will, you, you, will talk to people that work with them. And, and by the way, there's the final thing to look for in a trainer. Ask for, for recommendations, ask for referrals or people that have worked with them and talk to those people. Say, how was this guy? Did he cancel? He or she, uh, what did they do? What did they help you with? Working with a personal trainer is super important that you find the right person for you with the right credentials and that matches you. And by the way, yes, even though we're talking about like, you know, just because they look great doesn't mean they're qualified. Absolutely. It's genetics people. That's what drives me completely berserk about this Instagram world of trainers. My gosh, just because they have uh, good genetics (laughs) doesn't mean they have any idea what they're doing and they didn't get the body that they have by doing the workouts that they're pushing to you that's nuts. But if you are a triathlete, if you are someone who wants to build muscle, if you are a woman who wants, you know, something specific, generally go to the person who specializes in that, who has that body type. If you want to be a bodybuilder, then go to a bodybuilder. That just makes sense. And that is one of the huge flaws with the gym model too, by the way, the personal training manager at many of the gyms is also a personal trainer. And so oftentimes they will take the best clients and oftentimes they will pair up clients who come in with a specific issue or a specific want with people that don't necessarily the trainers that aren't best suited for them. You know, I would work at gyms where I was doing Ironman triathlons and running marathons and and they would give those clients who asked for that to other trainers just cuz just because because they 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 were friends or or something else. So, whatever your goals are, if you are in the market for a personal trainer, then find that person who specializes in that. And th- and that doesn't mean that they do that. I mean, we all know, you know, you can be a professional triathlete, be a really bad coach, be a really bad teacher. So you want to get all those things because it is expensive and it is your time. And I want you to get results. I loved being a personal trainer. I love the craziness and the challenge of it. And listen, if you, if <laughs> the percentage of change in personal training is really difficult for all the reasons I just outlined especially the flawed hey it's about weight loss and and I'm out to change that I'm out to change that in a big way that that mindset the thought we're going to talk about what exercise is and what it isn't and what what the goals are you don't necess- no I'm not saying you can't go to a personal trainer for weight loss of course it's part of the whole puzzle but you have work to do too outside the gym okay outside your trainer It's all connected It's what we talk about on the show each and every week. It's not all or nothing, diet, nutrition, motivation, behavioral change. It's all so connected in ways that you can't get in these four to 500 word clickbait internet articles. So if you're in the market for a personal trainer, if you're working with one now, if you're in the business, by the way, if you want to be a personal trainer, Holy cow, what are the greatest jobs? And, and there are over the statistic, the numbers I just saw, over 300,000 personal trainers supposedly working now, and I'm sure it's even more. And it's it's an industry that's going to boom and grow uh, in the future. It's no sign of slowing down. Just look at all the gyms and all the boutique places popping up everywhere. All right? So listen, for those personal trainers out there that, that are in the market to to do that, awesome but be passionate about it. All right. One of my major issues with the business was the people who were like actors, you know, I once wrote an article, people got really angry. Trainers did when I said, this is not a stepping stone. It shouldn't be. It's too important. And uh, that may sound like tough love, but I don't care. This is fitness disrupted. That's what this show is about. Hey, if you're a waiter, if you're, you want to be an actor, go wait tables, go bartend. All right get a temporary job because you're not, you don't have the time or the motivation to dedicate yourself to studying and, and loving uh, being a personal trainer. It's too important. It's a great way to end the show. More people angry with me, but there you go. (laughs) It's too important. Thank you, as always, for listening to Fitness Disrupted. You can listen at Apple Podcasts on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. And hey, you know what I would really appreciate? If you follow the show and hey, if you have a couple extra minutes after you follow the show, leave a review. I would really appreciate it. So again, for those of you who are thinking about becoming a personal trainer and are passionate and want to really make a difference in people's lives, guess what? When you help people achieve their goals, when I help people train for their first 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon, triathlon, walkathon, whatever it was, when you help people do that, achieve what they didn't think they could, there's no greater feeling in the world. When you help people who had pain, stop having that pain, there's no greater feeling in the world and there's no greater business in the world, in my opinion. And you have it, the truth about personal trainers. I'm Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.